Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Adventures of one obsessed nutrition coach on a mission to create a world where food makes us better. As I'm sitting in front of my laptop screen doing all this nutrition research and coming up with different ideas that I personally also am going to implement in my daily menu to get all the A's, all the D's, all the C's, all the zinc, copper, and all other nutrients that we all as human beings need to thrive mentally and physically. So as I'm looking at my laptop screen and writing down all this information that I'm going to be sharing today with you too, all the simple recipes that will help you to boost your immune system, you know, in one or a couple of single shots or single servings, I guess, of daily meals, I started to think about our nutrition, our food history, uh, the past, the future, where we are right now. And I wanted to share with you uh, some of my thoughts and also the vision that, you know, I always say on a mission to create a world where food makes us better. I wanted to share a little bit more detail about that vision and why I believe it is essential that we invest in building that future until it's too late and our whole food system collapses on its own, being inefficient, not delivering nutrients that we human beings need at the same time destroying our planet. Um, But we're going to produce a lot of fun snacks that, yeah, are fun at the moment, but long term really don't serve us or our planet. So first, past uh, Paleolithic times or the times of hunter-gatherers. Our food supply, you know, it was only whole foods. We were gathering and hunting, and the only foods that we had, if we had any, was whole foods, right? And, of course, those foods, variety, seasonal, local, they were all high in micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals. But the problem is that was that it didn't come around too often. You know, the starvation, the hunger, uh, it was a common thing. And as... Uh, human population, we couldn't really thrive globally and develop into the civilization that we have now if we stuck with being just hunters and gatherers. It's just not scalable. And plus, it highly depends on local conditions. So if we were still hunting and gathering, we would probably not leave, uh, not be, be able to live in many areas of the world. So we had a lot of nutrients in the meals that we had when we were hunters and gatherers, but those meals, they didn't come around often and we would starve often and we would die of hunger often. So that was obviously not sustainable, but whenever we had a meal, for sure, it was nutrient dense. Now, a few you know decades ahead, a few centuries ahead, and now we are more of an agricultural society. We're more settled down, and we have our farms, and we grow a lot of food. And as a society, we start focusing more on calories because, yes, energy has the priority. So, if we have energy, but we lack micronutrients, we will survive longer than if we don't have energy, but we have micronutrients. So we started to focus, and for the majority um, of, you know, 
our food system, we still are focused on calories over micronutrients. That's why we have abundance, overabundance of calories in most parts of the world. That's why we have obesity, obesity at the same time with micronutrient deficiencies. That's the result of a system that is focused on the calories, not looking too much into micronutrients, vitamins and minerals that that are essential for our health and well-being. So, you know, agricultural society, we got a lot of calories, we got a lot of energy, we started uh, being less... Uh, less dependent on our environment. We were able to multiply and develop our civilization. That was a huge, big, positive thing. But at the same time, uh, if you look at all the data, we created food supply that, again, supplies a lot of calories, more than needed per um, one person. Of course, it's not that evenly distributed. That's why we have hunger in certain parts of the world. But anyhow, we have more than enough calories But globally, we have micronutrient deficiencies in uh, almost uh, all of the parts of the world. Uh, And that means so most of the people, they have a lot of calories, um, they have a lot of body fat, but they lack in vitamins and minerals. And that's why a lot of times there would be negative health consequences. So overabundance of calories and lack of micronutrients. So that's where we kind of right now. And the future in the future, we can combine the best of both worlds. That's what's exciting about it. We can have all the micronutrients we want and need in the best absorbable and bioavailable form per every person on earth. And we can have all the energy we want, but we need to design our food system to create that supply of energy and micronutrients at the same time. And so we need to focus on that. And very few Uh, food organizations, food players are focused on both. Yeah, you know, some might say, oh, this product is full of da-da-da-da-da, you know, vitamin C, vitamin A, vitamin D, whatever that might be. A lot of times it would be just fortified with synthetic vitamins and minerals that proven to be very ineffective in a human body. So they might say that, but they would tell you nothing about how to design a balanced diet that doesn't only supply one or a couple of nutrients, but a whole range of nutrients without having having negative effect on our metabolism as a whole. And so in the future, I believe we will have food system also somehow connected with technology. So every one of us will have something, some sort of personal assistant with artificial intelligence, maybe on our phone, maybe some other technologies we will create. And so we, we will track in the future, well, or that system in our phone, we'll track how many nutrients that we need, we ate, uh, and what kind of foods we need to cover, you know, all 100% or more. And so when we go to a restaurant, for example, or when we go to any other place where we would get our food, uh, we could hunt that device with our data or they can download it or somehow we can share it and they will know what nutrients we lack and what kind of meal they can offer that will suit our unique nutrition needs and also our eating preferences, our diet preferences. So that's the future. But for that, we need to create different shopping for food experience so your our nutrition needs are taken care of. We will need to create different eating experience. So restaurants, cafes, 
they will we will also need to be able to share this data about our micronutrients and about our energy demands about our lifestyle so that's in the future and till that future comes um, that i want to work as much as possible to develop we need to learn by ourselves how to eat uh, the most amount of life essential nutrients human life essential nutrients uh, we need to learn how to eat them in the most you know possibly simple intuitive way as we can but it can't be uh, as intuitive as i'd like it to be because of one simple reason uh, our food system is not focused on that and what you see is advertised promoted to you will not help you in most cases to create that balanced diet that will give you all the micronutrients vitamins and minerals and you know energy is, not, is out of question if you're eating all the micronutrients in whole foods that you need you're going to be getting more than enough energy and so guys um is you know our situation today um really asks us to to pay more attention to our immune system and our immune system health and supporting our immune system of course i want to focus your attention more on the meals that will provide you essential nutrients uh, that are essential for our immune system and the chances are with those nutrients that are essential for our immune system you will also get uh, a lot of other life essential nutrients without having to focus on them specifically and that's the beauty of a lot of whole foods they have a whole variety a whole range of nutrients that are not just essential for our immune system but for our whole body health so today we are focusing on those meals that will provide you um you know in the most um, simple way uh, as i could come up with doing all the research provide you vitamin a vitamin c vitamin d zinc copper all these nutrients that we need for our immune system to thrive um, so let me share some of my practice and then you see what you can adapt in your lifestyle so for example let's take the simplest one vitamin c you know guys if you are not eating your vitamin um, c from your food um, you are really being lazy because for example <clears throat> i'm sorry one um, half so half of one red bell pepper medium to large size will give you 150-100% of your vitamin C, depending on the size, depending on how fresh that bell pepper is. But most, most in most cases, half of it will give you somewhere around 150% of your vitamin C. So what I like to do, I like to get this bell pepper half, and I like to either uh, put 100 grams of 3-4 ounces of herring, canned herring that I don't have to cook. It's a very convenient way. So I stuff it with um, a little bit of herring, 100 grams or 3-4 ounces. I might add a few eggs uh, and what else? And add a little bit of sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, like a handful of each. What will it do besides providing all the vitamin C you need? Herring, for example, is the richest food source, one of the richest, actually, cod liver oil is also really rich in vitamin D. So herring is really rich in vitamin D in the most absorbable and bioavailable in foods vitamin D you can find. So 100 grams or 3-4 ounces of herring will actually give you about 120-140% of your vitamin D, um, depends on whether you're female, male, like your age, etc. So 
bell pepper and herring. You're gonna get your vitamin C, you're gonna get your vitamin D. And I like to add seeds like pumpkin seeds, like sunflower seeds, um, because they are rich in a lot of minerals that our immune system and our whole body needs. Um, like for example, if you eat a big handful, 30 grams or one ounce of pumpkin seeds, you're gonna get 20% of your zinc. Um, from sunflower seeds, from one big handful, you're gonna get 10% of your zinc, um, but also all the vitamin E you need. Um, well, actually no, one handful will give you somewhere around 70% of your vitamin E. And then also you're gonna get copper, some here, some there to satisfy your daily requirements. Um, so bell pepper stuffed with herring, that's what you want to remember, guys. Half bell pepper with 100 grams of canned herring will give you 100%, uh, 150% 100 uh, of your vitamin C, 140% of your vitamin D. So that's an amazing, you know, snack uh, or uh, maybe appetizer. For me, it's mostly appetizer because I don't uh, really snack. I have meals, so I have bell pepper half stuffed with herring every single day uh, before my meals. That's how I start my meals. And then let's talk about vitamin A, um, zinc, and, and mostly, yeah, vitamin A and zinc, because if you are eating, you know, this bell pepper half, this herring, and then if you're eating uh, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, you're going to be getting some zinc, you're going to be getting some copper, you know, by the way, cashew is also uh, quite high in zinc, 14% um, in 30 grams or one big handful, plus it has quite a lot of copper that needs to be paired with zinc and most of the seeds will have zinc and copper um, in order for us to absorb zinc and copper. As we talked yesterday though, zinc is needed, you know, for us to absorb vitamin A. So the meals suggestions that will follow guys um, combine zinc and vitamin A. So you could have your zinc and vitamin A and absorb both of them to help your immune system to function properly and defend you from whatever might be going around, coronavirus or not. Um, so oysters, for example, right? As we talk, one oyster, one medium oyster is all the, is all the, the zinc you need. Um, and where are you gonna get your vitamin A for that? Might depend on, um, you know, on your personal reasons, like if you eat an ounce of chicken liver or any other liver, you're gonna get all the vitamin A you need per day with really little calories and food. Um, if you'd like to get your vitamin A from plant sources, you're gonna be getting uh, carotenoids that your body needs to make into vitamin A, but still uh, might be a good source. So carrots, for example, three, four ounces, 100 grams, especially when cooked with olive oil, gonna give you 140% of your vitamin A. So you might cook, you might eat an oyster, you might eat some carrots. Um, uh, also sweet potatoes, spinach, orange pumpkins, cooked, especially cooked with good source of fat, will give you somewhere between 40 and 60% of your vitamin A from one serving of three, four ounces or um, around 100 grams. So again, sweet potato, spinach, pumpkin, um, that will give you between 40 and 60% carrots, 140% with fat like olive oil um, cooked, um, you know, on a low to medium heat. That's going to really make that car those carotenoids absorbable and um, make, it, make it easier for your body to absorb, to make vitamin A from those carotenoids. So oysters, um, 
good source of zinc from animal kingdom beef as we talked before so um let's um 170 or so grams of lean cut of beef or somewhere around six ounces will give you about 50 to 60 percent of your zinc and you can pair that to get more zinc you know you can add some seeds but also for example if you cook some palm hearts uh three four ounces 100 grams and somewhere around 150 calories so really uh, you know efficient source to to deliver more zinc into your body and copper also so palm hearts three four ounces cooked uh will give you 30% of your zinc, 30-34% of your zinc. And if you combine it, for example, with beef, 6 ounces of 170 grams, you're going to get all the zinc that you need combined with, you know, a little bit of pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds. Um, also, crab, great source of zinc. So if you cook, let's say, 4 ounces of crab or 120 grams, uh, you're going to get 60% of your zinc, combine it with palm hearts, for example, and you're going to get almost all of the zinc you need, plus a little bit, you know, of, of seeds, and you're going to get all the zinc you need. Um, also, uh, you can combine or have at another meal, adzuki beans, specifically adzuki beans, four ounces of properly cooked adzuki beans, beans uh, will give you... Uh, four ounces, 120 grams, will give you around 40% of your zinc. So you can pair your adzuki beans maybe with some, I don't know, spinach or um, something like that to get more vitamin A uh, in addition to that. Um, whelks or sea snails that I'm going to be cooking today, by the way, guys, stay tuned on my Instagram. 100 grams or uh, somewhere around 3-4 ounces of cooked whelks will give you 100% of your zinc. And they are also very low in calories and have quite a high content of omega-3 fatty acids, like 50% of that portion. So whelks, you know, eat your whelks and all your zinc is covered and then combine those whelks. That's what actually I'm going to do. Whelks or sea snail, combine them with carrots and olive oil and you're gonna get your vitamin a you're gonna get your zinc you're gonna get you know half of your omega-3 fatty acids um and plus you know um, taking into account that you'll be eating bell pepper half with herring you're also going to be getting all the vitamin c all the vitamin d and you know a little bit of seeds and you're getting all of your copper um so that's one of the meals i'll be cooking for sure for um you know, for some time to support more my immune system. Uh, but again, so sea snails, if you can find them, um, learn how to cook them today. I'm going to be learning how to cook them for the first time myself, actually. Uh, trying to cook them with some garlic, some olive oil, some carrots. So we'll see how that turns out. Stay tuned on my Instagram to see my trials. <laughs> so whelks for zinc. Oysters for zinc, you know, one oyster, all the zinc you need. If you want to get your zinc from beef, remember that six ounces or about 170 grams of lean beef will give you about 50 to 60 percent of your zinc requirements. And then you can combine it with palm hearts or maybe you'll eat some crab for the next your meal. Or maybe you'll eat adzuki beans. 
and uh, four ounces of adzuki beans will give you 40% of your zinc requirements. But also, guys, don't forget that there are details. So beef gotta be gotta be lean because fat doesn't have zinc. Um, Azuki beans, they need to be properly cooked. So you need to soak them overnight. Then you need to cook them properly um, in order to to kill or to remove the anti-nutrients that can actually prevent you from absorbing that zinc. That, by the way, doesn't happen in animal foods. That's why animal foods are better sources of zinc usually. Uh, palm hearts, guys. If you can find palm hearts, then eat them because 120 grams or so of them will give you 34% of your zinc. Plus, there is quite a lot of copper and really low in calories carbs and fats. It's like basically minerals. So palm hearts are amazing. Um, so again, crab, four ounces, 120 grams, 60% of your zinc. So for zinc, whelks, 100% in 100 grams or four ounces, oysters, one oyster, all the zinc, beef, uh, one pour, you know, usually serving about six ounces or 170 grams is 50 to 60% of your zinc. The beef gotta be lean. Uh, crab will give you 60% in four ounces. Um, from Pond Kingdom Palm Hearts, 34% of your zinc in 120 grams. Azuki beans will give you 41% of your zinc. And for vitamin A, combine those foods with maybe a little bit of liver. Again, one ounce will give you more than enough liver for the day. Uh, if you're someone like me, you can eat a whole bunch of liver once a week and you're done with vitamin A completely for the week. Carrots, 100 grams of cooked carrots with olive oil, 140% of your vitamin A. Um, then spinach, orange pumpkin, sweet potatoes, uh, 100 grams cooked again with some good quality fat um, will give you 40 to 60% of your vitamin A. Uh, and then don't forget your bell pepper float uh, or bell pepper half stuffed with some canned herring for your vitamin C and your vitamin D, all more than 100%. Uh, get your pumpkin seeds, your sunflower seeds, uh, your cashews for more zinc, for more copper, uh, sunflower seeds for vitamin A. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, the best way to eat those um, essential for our immune system micronutrients. Um, and guys, another point that I want to make today is something that I see in a lot of media um, that is kind of disturbing because, you know, details, as you can see, matters like how much of each food you get, like how you combine them, how you cook them. And then sometimes all these health gurus um, like Dr. Oz or similar in different countries, in Russia we have our own, uh, sometimes they um, give you this bigger general picture and they forget to mention details. Like the example, for example, in Russia there is this, you know, health TV and the woman talks about getting your zinc and your vitamin A because one cannot work um, if there is no other. So Vitamin A without the zinc cannot work for your immune system or your vision. And so she was talking about how to get your vitamin A from 
um, livers, but uh, we need zinc. And so she was talking about cooking our liver, small pieces of liver, frying them in sesame seeds because sesame seeds have some zinc. But guys, 30 grams of sesame seeds have only 10% of your zinc. So 30 grams, 10%. Now, in order to get 100% of your zinc, you need to be multiplying your sesame seeds 30 grams by 10, so 300 grams. Like who on earth would eat 300 grams of sesame seeds? Like that just not doable. So whenever you see that somebody says, or this food is rich in this vitamin or mineral, Make sure that you know the details, because a lot of that health media, people say things that just meaningless. Like, again, who's going to eat 300 grams of sesame seeds to get all the zinc? Like, you can eat one oyster every day, but you cannot eat, what, 300 grams of sesame seeds for your zinc. And so, guys, pay attention to details. That another. Uh, another thought that I really want to sink in in your minds for the weekend ahead. Weekend ahead, by the way, guys, stay tuned on my Instagram. I'll be cooking different immune boosting uh, and also just fun, healthy recipes uh, full of micronutrients, uh, just as well as they're full of deliciousness and energy for your life. So stay tuned on my Instagram. The link is in the show notes to follow my uh, cooking, nutritional cooking trials along to uh, try new recipes, to figure out how to get the most uh, essential for our health and our immune system nutrients. Basically, stay tuned on my Instagram and let's get cooking weekend ahead. It's the best time to learn how to cook the most nutritious and delicious recipes that deliver not just the tasting or eating experience, but also deliver, as all food should, in my humble opinion, but also deliver nourishment, nutrients essential for our human life. So stay tuned on my Instagram, share this episode with anyone and everyone who uh, also wants to learn more, wants to know more about uh, nutritious properties of our delicious foods and who want to improve their health through nutrition on a regular basis, uh, boosting uh, our performance and everything. So, hey guys, share this episode. Thank you for staying tuned and stay tuned on my Instagram over the weekend to follow my recipes along, my uh, cooking journey along. And as usual, guys, till next time, that's going to be on Monday. Eat better daily.